0: You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast, where we discuss life's fuckeries and then some over wine. Welcome to our show. This is Shell, Danielle, and Sharonda.
1: Listeners, between
0: us girls,
1: girls. <laughs> and you can always look. In, uh, first of all,
2: Danielle,
1: <laughs> you can always find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Facebook, Between Us Girls, the podcast instagram between us girls podcast and on twitter at girl talk and wine we do have a snapchat but it's fairly dead so you can go over there if you want to (laughs) um sharonda what do we have that we don't have that we need
0: motherfucking money (laughs) run me a check bitch i take credit cards i take i don't take no checks because i don't trust you motherfuckers but right we got paypal i can download the cash app Danielle will twerk for quarters, no pennies, no dimes. we Will not do it. Quarters exclusively. But if you (laughs) want to be- Oh my God, could you imagine somebody flicking quarters at Danielle? (laughs) Just taking that bitch. Bam. (laughs) I'm going to start a new game, bust a quarter off Danielle's ass. (laughs) That's what that's going to be. Anyway, but if you would like to respectfully donate money without Danielle twerking for quarters, then you can go to www.patreon.com backslash between us girls. Hmm. Our fan of the week this week is none other than
1: Elliot Green who is always pretending that he wants a relationship but doesn't really. <laughs> Elliot is a top contributor in our Facebook group but we're not quite sure if he actually knows we have an actual podcast.
0: Hi Thank Elliot. You, Elliot. <laughs> Thank you. We have a podcast by the way and we just said your name on it. <laughs> You should feel important. Um, we
1: are going to be at the Potter and Love Convention in 2018. Um, Danielle, can you tell us a little bit more about the Potter
3: and Love Convention? Yes, the convention will be in New Orleans, mm-hmm. August 10th through the 12th, one of the coolest cities in the country. Every time I go there, bands make her dance. Bands make her dance. Um, to make
0: so that means, again, she will be twerking for cash. <laughs> <Yeah. college. laughs>
1: I don't actually dance. Making a full attempt. <laughs> she will a She'll be doing the ass- whitest white girl dance. <laughs> she will throw that ass
0: in a circle.
1: For prayer, all
3: the coins. Prayer circle. She's going to throw that ass in a square. <laughs> she
0: is the church twerk team captain.
3: <laughs> yes, she is. Um, so there's going to be podcasts from every genre, history, comedy, entertainment, pop culture true crime, paranormal, and many more. More And most importantly, us. Us. Uh, right. Like, fuck? we'll be there. So if Us you, will be there. Yeah. So Us will be there.
1: Us <laughs> girls will be there. And actually, I'm practicing a Michael M- McDonald rendition to do on stage. Girl, bye. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so you don't want to miss this. I'll keep fucking... No. That's... You're not in love all.
3: Oh, my God. Please stop. i okay. keep okay. fucking...
1: Oh my god, stop it right now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't stop. You know Keep going.
1: A, you know what? Really? Okay, this is like off topic, but I listened to Questlove's Loves podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. How is that?
1: Really you're legit. And he had Michael McDonald as a guest and I was like Shut so the fuck into up.
0: It. You're going to go make me find It's on it. Pandora. Did he sing at all. No,
1: I don't know if he's sang I don't think he did, but it but
0: it was cool listening to him
1: like talking about the Doobie Brothers and all that. It was just awesome.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: So, since we can't smoke doobies, what are we sipping on? We can't. Oh, fuck.
0: I didn't get that in the okay. my bad. Okay. <clears throat> So, this wine came recommended from a manager in the wine area at my local grocery store. And she said, this is called A Thousand Stories. It is a Ziffindale that is actually aged in bourbon barrels and not oak. And that is what sold me on buying this for this episode because we've had so many different wines. that were aged in oak and had an oaky aftertaste, blah, blah, blah. So I opted for the bourbon barrel. Um, The vintage on this one is 2015. And I'm the fucking VIP of the century (laughs) because the fucking alcohol content on this one is 15.5
1: well i'm Thank not gonna close. make it home tonight hey, but if i do you
0: know what i'm saying it's going the fuck down oh i don't know
1: sorry i'm gonna be like i just wanna show you how much i'm just kidding okay
0: <laughs> she's gonna be on that ass
1: <laughs> twisting and turning and flipping okay don't so fall. <laughs> i will okay okay so we're gonna give you our cumulative score of 25 at the end of the episode and then also, don't forget to check out our social media, because every Wednesday, we're going to wind down with you, and we're going to give you some information about the wines that we have that week. Hmm. Okay. So, we do have a guest of this week. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Callie Wright, host of the Gaytheist Manifesto podcast, which explores the intersection Of the Atheist Movement and the LGBTQ Rights Movement. Hmm. Hey, Callie.
2: Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about this. (laughs) We've known each other for like 10 minutes at this point, and I am in love with all of you. I just need you to know that.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so
0: glad. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Your boobs look great. Yes. Well, thank you. Great New York boobs, like Dave Chappelle would say. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Totally.
2: Estrogen is a hell of a drug.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> Good no one. Bullshit. Love it. my thing is,
1: overdose on estrogen will make you a huge bitch. But anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. Well,
0: I don't need any help in that area.
1: I <laughs> know. I'm like, why am I so I'm, bitchy? Oh, I'm I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So, We do have some super serious interview questions. Some of them are actually serious. Some of them are actually not that serious but you have a great personality and an incredible sense of humor and I know that you know that we care about you and that any of these questions are not to offend.
0: One hundred percent. What
1: the fuck are we going to be asking? I I feel like uh, we're
0: going to be assholes.
1: (laughs) Um, Sharonda, do you wake up in the morning?
0: Sometimes I do. Sometimes, (laughs) yeah. I'm not an asshole though to like our guests and stuff. I have respect for people. Like I draw the line somewhere. I mean, see it selective assholishness. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been diagnosed. Thank you, and I'm working with that. I'm just confused about this because I feel kind
3: of like what. Lies (laughs) L- lies <laughs> unfolding. <Me>? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. That's new. The
0: lies that are unfolding. Two motherfuckers is assholes too, okay? Both of you. Yes.
1: Amen. And I own it. That's why I put the disclaimer. Cause I need it to be known. I care about you. I care about you. <laughs> okay, Sharona, what is going on over
2: there? <laughs> the, the head
1: stroke and the caress—I can't. Okay, I was acting so, it out. but are you ready, Callie? Are you ready?
2: I'm ready to do this. Yes. I I did I did my stretches. I got my warm ups in. Oh uh Oh, oh,
1: oh. uh attention. Hey, hey, hey! First and foremost,
0: oh my god!
1: What's your zodiac sign so that we can properly stereotype you?
2: I am a Sagittarius, oh. which is badass because I just like, I mean, what's cooler than like a half horse, half person
0: that <laughs> can also do archery? This, like That I'm, is, that's <laughs> fucking true. That really is. I didn't think about that. Like <laughs> like, a, I'm, I'm so like, oh, into oh. it. That's great. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know what the Sagittarius stereotypes are. I just, I just know that like, I'm a badass archer and like intimidating and scary because I'm a half horse, half person. So
3: Sagittarius, okay. they like their freedom above, like, um, anything else. Like, they don't like being restricted. Mm-hmm. Like
0: They're I, good at making money, too. They're very, um... What's the word?
3: All of this winning? Like, goal-oriented, focused.
0: Uh, focused when it comes like, to finances. Yeah, determined when it Aggressive. comes to finances. Matter of fact, Jay-Z is a Sagittarius.
3: Yes, he is. Yes, he Gosh,
2: is. I am I am a... So, the first thing, I'm 100% there. I feel like I'm, I'm right there with you. The second thing, maybe I'm... I'm I'm bringing down my bringing down my people uh
0: in that way. <laughs> you know what? Most of the most I'm, of the You're working on it, working working. On it you so you haven't <laughs> yeah. brought anybody down because you're still doing it. So you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. I can accept that. There you go.
3: most of the Sagittarius that I know, they don't like to work in an office.
0: Mm mm. They are you a Sagittarius? Creative. Are you
3: a spirit? Probably so. Like, I might be on the cusp. Like, you probably like, should look at your rising sign. I know, right? Because I don't like being in the office. I have a thing I don't, that'll give you that chart, too. I, okay. I just, I like, well, like, a couple of days. Like, I like the stability of an office, but I don't want to be in there every day of the week. Like, that's me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you feel? Are you, like, a office nine to five, like, that structure type, or are you, like, not?
2: See, for me, it has more to do with the people than the environment, because mm-hmm. uh, I work in a call center for my day job, and that's very much like an office. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. sit in the cubicle and get yelled at by customers all day. <laughs> um, but then, like, I mean, my favorite thing in the world is, is traveling and, like, going to conferences and meeting new people and uh, yeah. hearing people's stories and interviewing people and stuff. So, like, I, for, for me, it, it, it's like, you know, are, are there interesting people there that I enjoy being around? And if the answer to that question is yes, I don't really care if that makes sense.
3: That's a yeah. very Sagittarius thing, yeah. A very <laughs> Sagittarius thing. I just had a flashback. Right, you have been approved
0: for your Sagittarius, just so you know.
3: Oh, thank you. I
1: feel, yeah. I feel a lot better
0: about that. <laughs> it is now official.
1: I just had a flashback that Callie was actually in Houston.
0: And I'm so angry still. And
1: totally went home. <laughs> And then called into a show and he's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow.
2: yeah. I'm going to fly, I'm going to fly like a thousand miles so I can call you on Skype. Yeah. Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I was probably just right next to you on the freeway, but let's talk. Via Skype. Right,
0: Let's Skype in, even though your Uber was right behind me.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. So more serious question. How long have you been podcasting? And what kind of feedback are you getting? We see how I just made that so dramatic.
2: Yeah. Oh my. I was ready for a much more difficult question than that. I'm good though. Like I, I like the misdirection. It's awesome.
0: Uh, <laughs> gotta keep you on your toes, Kelly. It's coming, it's coming. Gotta keep you on your toes.
2: It'll be, uh, it'll be three years in February that I've been podcasting and uh, it, it's been an incredible ride. And so I came into my niche in podcasting at a time when there really weren't many people doing what I do hmm. as, as a queer person, as a trans person, as an atheist, you know, going into the atheist podcasting niche and, uh, and, and talking about those things in the, in, in all of those contexts. And, um, you know, there, there just weren't many people doing that. So, uh, so, you know, I, I, came onto the scene and was like, Hey, I'm a trans person and I want to talk about trans things on your podcast. And they're just, you know, there were maybe one or two other people who were, uh, who were, who were out and who were open and, and trying to have those conversations. And, um, and so I was, I was really well positioned to be, uh, you know, to, for what I, for what I do to be interesting in some way. And so, uh, you know, I just, I, 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 Got hooked up with uh, with with uh, uh, an atheist podcaster who has a, a pretty big platform and uh, and he kind of took me under his wing and and did a lot for me as far as uh, you know putting my name out there and putting the show out there and so you know I was you know, I guess it on all of the big shows in the movement like very early on and oh, cool. um, you know and and as far as the feedback that I've gotten I mean it, it it's incredible like I, I try to straddle the line between being uh, I, I want to appeal to people who aren't members of the queer community, people who are people who are allies and people who want to be educated and they want to know how to do better and they want to know how to treat people right. And that kind of stuff. Uh, but I also want my podcast to be a, a place where queer and trans people can come and feel like that's a space that's meant for them. That's been carved out for them. And, um, you know, when I first started in my mind, those, those were almost mutually exclusive concepts. Like I could talk to one audience, but not the other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and I, and I feel like I I get sort of an equal amount of feedback from both audiences saying that what, uh, you know, that what they think, what we do is valuable to them, which is, which is incredible to me. And, um, and and really, I I think what it comes down to is the fact that uh, vulnerability is a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm fortunate in that I don't, I don't take a lot of risks when I open myself up. Uh, I, I know I'm not going to lose my job. I know I'm not going to lose my family relationships. I'm not going to lose any of the things that are my stability. That's okay.
0: That was <laughs> sorry. That. That's true. That's all right.
2: And, um, <laughs> I don't
1: know how to use it. And
2: and, and and so like so you know when when I step out and I share a piece of myself in in a really vulnerable way. Uh, most of the feedback that I get from that is, oh, wow, that, that means something to me. I, I, I connected with something in your story and getting that positive affirmation is sort of, it's encouragement to step out even further and do even more of that. And, and I think that's what people really connect to even more right. so than like the specific, right. like, oh, we're talking about this really esoteric aspect of queer life or this thing about trans stuff that like nobody knows anything about. It, it, it's not that, it's tough for people to connect with a certain kind of subject matter. It's the fact, it's the vulnerability, and it's the human stories, and that's really that's what we try to focus on more than anything else. And uh, and that you know, it, it's it's worked well for us, I think.
3: I've been mm-hmm. binging on Oprah's podcast. So what is it? What did I say? It was called? I don't know you what don't remember, Oprah's you know what? podcast is called. We never talked about it. We did in the chat with Andrea. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what the name of it is. I know
1: you said it, Yamla made you cry. That's all I know.
3: I didn't say she made me cry. Oh, she, she made was. you have a feeling. Okay. Anyway, um, she on her podcast, I think it's Super Soul Sunday. I think that's what it's called. Um, on one of her shows, she talked about vulnerability being the gateway to happiness, mm-hmm. which was yeah. pretty interesting to me just because, um, one, I'm not that vulnerable of a person. Not openly vulnerable, but it was interesting. It was interesting me that you just said that, but do you feel at all pigeonholed into being a trans person, like the, being the gateway to what life, like a trans person is with your podcast? Kinda.
2: Um, yeah, there are times where I'm like, good Lord, can somebody just invite me on a podcast to talk about Star Trek?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Cause,
2: like, Cause I'm a huge Star Trek nerd, you know? Um, but for me, it's, I do have a very, I mean, I do have, you know, a personal life. You know, I have a, a fiance and a life with her, and, you know, we watch TV shows and hang out and do stuff together. So there is an element of like, I, sometimes I, I lament the fact that so much of my life is focused around me being trans, even though that's really not the most important thing about me. But at the same time, there's a level of responsibility that I feel like, I've been I, I've been given the opportunities to do these kinds of things b- because I have a supportive family because I have a supportive community, and you know so many people in our community don't have that, and I see the way that they struggle, and so I feel like if if me doing what I do can make life easier for other people, like I almost feel like it's a responsibility for me to do that, mm-hmm. and I mean if I hated it obviously I'd stop doing it, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, and and I actually, so I do, uh, I do an audio journal every week for, uh, for patrons of the show. And I think two or three weeks ago, uh, the title of the journal was, uh, is the fact that I'm trans the most interesting thing about me? (laughs) Because I worry like, you know, is, is that really the thing that people care the most about, about me? Because like you know sometimes i'd rather talk about all of the interesting social commentary in star trek or how amazing science is or um, i talk to other people about their stories and that kind of stuff and it and it it's like the only reason people pay attention to what I have to say because I'm trans is that the only reason people have me in their lives or or bring me around. And, um, and that's not because anyone's ever actually made me feel that way. I've I've had literally one person in my entire life that's made me feel that way. And he's not part of my life anymore. Um, but in my head, it's just me. And it's, uh, and and it's imposter syndrome. If you're familiar with, with that term, it's, it's a lack of confidence. Mm. It's a lack of, of self-worth and mm-hmm. thinking, you know, this, this one thing about me, well, that's got to be it. it. It can't be that I'm contributing something valuable right. to the conversation. It, it can't be that I'm actually doing something worthwhile. It's got to be this one thing that I don't really have control over. Um, mm. and, and, and I think in one way it's an expression of a lack of, of self-confidence and it's also a way to sort of push off responsibility. Like if things go wrong, that's well, not really my fault. Cause I, yeah, it wasn't really me anyways. It was just me being trans, you know? So it's, it's, both of those things put together. Um, yeah, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's the hand I was dealt in life, right? Like I, right. I didn't ask to be who I am, but, but I am who I am. And, uh, and I have the opportunities to do these things and I, uh, and, and for the most part I love doing it. So, um, you know, the, the day that I start hating it obviously is going to be the day that I stop doing it. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, I'd just repeat myself if I kept talking.
1: <laughs> no, but I, mean, I have a I question. It. Oh, uh, so who is your favorite Star Trek character?
2: Oh, Captain Sisko, hands down.
1: Okay.
2: Why? It, it, it's my favorite thing series. in the world. Everybody's like, so, all right, Kirk or Picard? Sisko. Oh. And was like, what? And um, he's, the mo- he's the most interesting captain, hands down, because, um, you know, it, Captain Kirk is like the swashbuckling adventure type. Uh, which, which is which is cool, don't get me wrong. And you made captain him sound Picard just like a pirate. A, what's that?
1: You made him sound just like a pirate. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, kind buckling. of, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and, and, and Captain Picard is this very... He's a hes a, 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 a steadfast, steady, virtuous... He's like a captain's captain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes sometimes that can kind of be one-dimensional, right? He doesn't struggle a lot. He's not challenged in a serious way a lot. But Captain Cisco is... a husband at the beginning of the show and then a widower and then a father and a soldier and a captain and a religious icon and a friend like you get to see so many more dimensions to his character than you do the other characters and and it's just it's absolutely brilliant and uh and Avery Brooks as an actor I mean he's just one of the best actors there is period like he's just so good um so yeah yeah Cisco's my favorite hands down
1: Okay. I have another question and this question is a little bit, I mean, it might be a little bit uncomfortable for you to answer, but I'm going to ask it. Mm. Do you get offended if someone accidentally uses the wrong pronoun? Like it's, if it's like completely unintentional, like how do you feel?
2: I would say offended is probably not the word that I would use. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, obviously intent matters, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody's being an asshole, then yes, Absolutely. um, if it's, if it's accidental, it does hurt. Um, but it's, it, I, I like to compare it to somebody accidentally stepping on your toe. You know what I mean? It's not like they right. were being mean, but they still hurt you. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and so, yeah, that that's really what it comes down to because the, I, I spent so much of my life uh, not identifying with that and, and, and having to pretend and having to hide. And now I'm like, Nope, fuck every single bit of that. I'm done hiding. I'm done <laughs> pretending. Right. And, and, and every time a mistake like that is made, you know, it it's just, it's like, it's, it's, it, it just kind of like jabs a a hot poker into what's left of that wound if that makes sense. Oh. And, uh, and, and, and it's not like it's this like awful thing that I can never move on from or, or anything like thing like that, but it's just one of those things, like it, it stings pretty bad and it takes, it takes a little time to wear off if that makes sense.
0: Really? Wow. Yeah. And the only reason
1: why I asked that is because I think most people want to be sensitive to the situation and they want to use the correct pronoun, you know, but it's just whatever, you know, comes up. They're like, Oh, oops. And they don't. I don't think they want to be intentionally hurtful. So that's why I was asking because, mm-hmm. you know, if it happens unintentionally, like, are we really hurting you guys? And and definitely it is so. So, thank you for answering that question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you had sex since your transition?
2: Uh, since I had my surgery, no, because I'm I'm just barely healed enough to attempt that. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> um, still yellow. Um, there. I mean. <laughs> I, could, I mean I I could tell you some really interesting stories about sex post hormones at least. Mm.
1: Oh um, really?
2: So, you know, as, as a teenager, uh, you know, I mean hormones are a thing and a sex drive is a thing regardless of uh for for most people anyways. And, uh, and and it was really interesting because, you know, I I learned how sex is quote unquote supposed to work and uh and it just it just never really felt right for me, you know, like sticking my penis in a thing. Like it didn't feel like that was how the dynamic was supposed to work for me. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it definitely felt like it was supposed to work the opposite direction for me. And, um, it, and, and, it made intimacy really weird because there were times where I could kind of just like push it to the back of my head and just like enjoy the physical sensation and enjoy the, the experience of, of intimacy. If it was someone that I was in love with or just mm-hmm. like pure, like physical pleasure, if it was just for, you know, if it was just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, post-hormones, uh, it, it's one of those experiences that you can hear people talk about it for for hours and hours and and months and months and think that you're prepared on a certain level for what the experience is going to be like. And it's absolutely nothing compared to the experience because, I mean, even – I think it was like six or eight months after I started hormones was the first time I did anything sexual with anyone. And, I mean, it was – uh, not an exaggeration to say it felt like I was living in a different body at that point. I'm um, sure. Just, I
1: mean, your hormones, yeah. the estrogen is really high. You know, you still still mm-hmm. got these male organs. I mean, that has to be completely, you just like out Emotional. of body experience. Yeah. Like it's, what yeah. am I doing with this pain? I don't even know how to use it. Ugh, yeah. I'm sorry. Don't touch me. Hair flip, all that shit. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right and yeah.
2: well, and and it's it's emotional too you know because the, a big thing that that I got out of hormones was that my uh my emotional reactions to things made a lot more sense mm-hmm. uh to me and I was I was able to relate to people in a way that made a lot more sense to me and and, and obviously that that translates into sex too and uh and, and it was it was more of a i guess a, a more of a holistic experience uh, as opposed to just like Wow, this like physical sensation feels really good. It was that on top of that that deep sort of emotional connection. connection yeah. uh, and, and even if it was um, even if it was more of a physical experience, if it wasn't someone that I was deeply in love with or anything like that, there was still that sort of emotional connection and that that emotional satisfaction that came from it that I didn't get before. Um, wow. And and even you know, post-surgery I've, I've sort of just started to, to explore myself and like, um, I, I don't have all my sensation back down there yet. So it's, it's kind of awkward, but I mean, even just where I'm at, um, you know, I'd throw some gloves on to be safe, lube them up a little bit and just go exploring and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, and it's, it's just, it it all, it all just makes sense. Like it's, the 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 question that I always ask people is, like, imagine what you would feel like if you woke up tomorrow with a penis attached to your elbow. Like, how fucking weird would that be, right? I'd be pissing and, on
0: everybody, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But,
2: like, you know, for me, like, as weird as that would feel for you, that's what it felt like having one in my crotch for 32 years.
0: Wow. And
2: and, and now that it's gone, it's, I mean, my body just makes sense to me. And, um, and I, and I just, I mean, I am, I am eagerly awaiting like actual sexual activity, but I just, I haven't had, uh, not, not quite healed to the point where I can do a whole lot of it yet.
3: How long has it been since you had the surgery?
2: A little over three months. Oh, okay. wow.
3: Oh, yeah. so you're like a fresh
1: vagina.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's all shiny yeah. and new. Fresh
1: vagina. Fresh vagina.
2: I am vagine. firmly into adulthood and my vagina
0: is an infant. Okay. It's, really, it's real weird. It's newborn, treated nicely. That is so cool. All shiny.
1: That is so cool. Wow. That is really interesting. A I'm so excited for you.
0: I know. A whole yeah. new
2: world. Okay. Yeah. Right. What? And and the other thing too is just speaking generally. It is absolutely incredible to me the difference in in how comfortable I am just in life when, when I don't have that that emotional weight of just hating this thing on my body that i i never really liked or wanted in the first place and um and and i actually i've had people tell me um you know you just you seem different after your surgery and in a good way like you like you seem more confident you seem happier and a a little more carefree And, and 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 i legitimately feel that way it's just um you know I, I, there's a whole lot of stuff that i used to used to be on my mind constantly and just isn't anymore um, so you know that's it's it's really interesting to talk about the the physical changes and and the process because i mean the process is fucking amazing if you've ever watched a video of how it works it's I like have, the person who has I've been in that. this shit is a genius right yeah um but i mean the real story in in terms of of trans folks interaction with society and surgery is simply the fact that it it improves our quality of life so much And we're able to, we're able to just move on and just fucking live life, you know, Uh, and and, and having access to to that kind of, to those kinds of surgeries to whatever degree someone needs it. I mean, it's a hugely, hugely life improving thing.
0: That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Seriously. Thank you. Because you just, you you even sound like you're, even though I didn't know you before, like you sound like a whole, like fresh, new, just happy person. That's great. Especially to get uh i guess weight lifted off of you in a sense right mm-hmm. yeah, well, That well literally was, and figure it right. yeah that <laughs> was like weighing you down and now you just feel like this whole new like i'm right. i'm all for that like i love it right especially well, seeing you. you like be so happy and talk so enthusiastically about it like that's awesome and i'm so happy and i just you have to let us know how the first test right. run goes on the new badge you know
2: i am gonna night. scream it from the top of a fucking skyscraper <laughs> you can trust that <laughs>
1: He's going to be just like that <laughs> Betty Wright song. Right. very God. first
0: time. Make me a well, woman.
2: Well, and, and what's fun is so my, my fiancé and I actually got our surgeries together. Hers was a week before mine. And so we're experiencing all of this new stuff together.
0: So what kind of surgery did
2: she have? Same one. Same one. We're, we're both trans women. So
1: you guys consider Shut yourself the to be lesbian?
2: Up. Yeah. So you're lesbian. Yeah.
1: So that was the gaytheist. Okay. So you're lesbian. So you both okay oh, that that's is so awesome. interesting. That is so interesting <laughs> to me. But well, so, I call
2: I call myself queer because I just fucking I, I just like cute people and I really don't care what their gender is. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so my question, okay, I had a question earlier because I was like, okay, so it so she has a fiance. They're both women. They both went from male to female. And I was like, is it just the vagina that you were more connected like you needed to feel like you needed to be the you need to be a woman but you still like the same sex that you liked before you had the transition right
2: you know that's a really interesting question and it's one that I'm not even entirely sure I have a, a complete answer to um, because I mean, I am who I am regardless of surgery. I mean, I was a woman when I had a penis and I was, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm a woman afterwards. And, uh, and, and there are plenty of trans women who are comfortable with their, uh, with their genitals the way that they were born. And that's, you know, that's, that's perfectly valid. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I happen to end up in a relationship with someone who has kind of the same relationship with her body as I do with mine, uh, yeah. you know, and, and feeling that need, um, and it, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain. Like when I, when I, as a kid, when I found out vaginas were a thing and I found out like how that stuff works, I was just like, that just makes so much more sense to me. And, uh, and, and then, you know, moving on to, to puberty and, and, and sex and all of that kind of stuff that all made more sense to me. And then on the other side of it, uh, just things that are stereotypically associated with femininity are things that make more sense to me than the other way around. Uh, the way that I, uh, the way that I react to things emotionally, the way that I relate to people, uh, that kind of stuff. And, right. and, and and it, it messes with me because I mean, men can like feminine things, right? Like, like I, I've seen dude, I've seen dudes rock dresses and look amazing and paint their nails and wear makeup. And that's right. all awesome. And, and lots of those folks are perfectly comfortable calling themselves men. Right. So what, What's different between that person and me? Um, because we obviously can't base it just on stereotypes, right? right. Just based on gender stereotypes. Uh, we can't base it just on the way someone feels about their body. So what is it? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't, I don't have a complete and satisfactory answer to that question. I just know that uh, I, am, I am far more comfortable being thought of and referred to as a woman than I ever was as a man. Uh, and that's, that's what makes sense to me. And, you know, it, it, at a certain level, I'm, I'm a super like analytical and, and rational and skeptical person. And I, uh, you know, I like to have answers and explanations for everything. And it was kind of a journey of its own, just coming to peace with the fact that like, you know what, this is just how I am. And I I'm probably not ever going to have a full explanation for it. But I know that I am happy uh, as, as the person that I am now. And like, that's the part that counts and maybe I can just work on other life stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, because who gives a fuck? Like, what do you, who do you need to explain anything to? Like, fuck that. I don't, I'm I'm such an advocate of, I, who, who, why does it bother you? Why do you give a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, and I mean that about any fucking body. It can be Mm-hmm. family member anybody like why the fuck do you care like honestly is it making you lose sleep at night to give a fuck what i have going on it does I mean, not i'm trying to so. tell
1: you because what i'm doing in my life has no is like no it doesn't affect you at all at all well, like jay-z said what you eat don't make don't me make shit. me shit so that's like, i don't right. even need to move <laughs> no you know what I mean? seriously
0: and then like what you were saying earlier as well like if you've always like felt feminine or, like, a female or whatever on the inside, then this shit was literally just, like, the cherry on top. Like, you were always who the fuck you were. This shit just kind of sweetened the deal at the fucking end, so... Oh my God, go have amazing vaginal sex. That's right. great. I'm it's so coming. happy for you. Oh, I'm so fucking you guys excited. are going to
1: find the oh greatest dildos and you can yes. use them on each other and it's going to be great.
0: Oh my God. God, y'all need to go like fucking shopping and everything and just yeah. have all this shit planned out. So if y'all had surgery... Oh, I at the like we don't have it planned out. Come on. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, okay, okay. So y'all's, so y'all's time to basically have sex is kind of the same because y'all yeah. had surgery at the same you time, You said right? it was a week before you?
2: Yeah, yeah, a week before my.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, it wow. is going
1: down all the fucking. Yep. Oh my all god.
2: All the fucking and all, all the things. All of the sex all the everywhere sex. all day. Yeah. Well, and and what's fantastic is so the the other thing about about her and I's relationship is we're not strictly monogamous. Like we we we're, we uh are we're open to doing stuff with other people too. And so I'm just like like penises and penis-shaped things.
1: I was about to say you and, like bring like, it. Bring it. All bring the, the things. Bring it. <laughs> run the dick <laughs> run it in run the dick in here that's fucking great <laughs> that is so just funny. vet the
0: dick because let them know like they better be a special motherfucker because you get two brand new fucking vaginas that ain't right? nobody ever touched Fresh this russy. motherfucker exactly. better be like a prince or some shit like I'm not well, joking I- <laughs> and nobody talks with me in the CSA. Like, is on. the problem.
1: Let <laughs> me see your credentials. <laughs> Let me,
0: now. hold on. We got to run this shit. Let me run him through the system real quick. Tarana's going to come up there and be like, this I need shit to is see brand new credentials. Untouched.
1: These are brand new fresh pussies. Right, uh, right. No, right. anybody can come in here.
0: Yes. Just write up a questionnaire. (laughs) No, fuck that. We running some blood work. We doing all of that shit. Fuck that. This is brand new right here. (laughs) Fresh background checks and shit. Yeah, all this new carpet that have been laid. Oh, you got me fucked up. No, take off your shoes. (laughs) So I have a question.
1: (laughs) I was going to ask, what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with their sexuality and considering surgery, kind of teeter tottering on that.
2: Honestly, the, the number one thing that I always tell people is find your allies, uh, figure out, figure out who the people in your life that, that are going to, who, who are the people in your life who, who, you know, have your back no matter what. And, uh, and obviously for some folks that's easier than others. Uh, yeah. you know, especially, you know, for example, like if you're a kid growing up in a super conservative house, yes. uh, you, that those people may be really hard to find, um, but I mean, if you've got an internet, if you've got an internet connection, you can you can connect with those folks at, at the very least, and and so that's that's the big thing for me because when a lot of times when people come out, uh, I mean their entire foundation can come out from under them like it, your place to live, your job, your family relationships, your social circles like you can lose literally all of that, and so. What you do is you you sort of start to build another foundation for yourself. So if the other one falls away, you've got something to hold on to. And I, I think that's I mean that's the number one thing. And then I think aside from that, I would I would just say that uh, I, I think the most important thing is getting to a place where you can where you can ask honest questions of yourself, yeah. and the questions you ask aren't necessarily colored by society's expectations surrounding gender. So if you know, for, for example, um, you know, am I, am I really a woman, even though I still like to work on cars, you know, stuff like that. And, and it's like, like that, I mean, that sounds obvious, but I mean, I have seen in the trans community, people get pushback because, well, you say you're a woman, but like, you like all this dude stuff, you know what I mean? And, um, and when someone is, is struggling really hard with who they are, you know, it's not, it's not so easy for somebody to say, well, like, fuck you, I am what I am. And I like what I like. And if you don't like it, go to hell. Like it's, it's not, it's not easy to say something like that when you're not even sure of yourself. So it's really easy to be, to be pushed further into doubt by things like that. And, um, and, and, and so working to get past that and to be able to, to be able to ask yourselves questions, you know, who am I and what do I want? Mm-hmm. uh and and not have the follow up questions of but what if this mm-hmm. isn't you know what if what if i feel like i'm a trans woman but i don't like to wear makeup or i don't like i don't wear dresses that kind of stuff like none of that stuff is really who you are right and um and so i mean everybody has doubts and everybody questions themselves throughout their life, right? That is a universal human experience. And the fact that a trans person or a queer person may have those doubts doesn't invalidate who they are. It doesn't make them less of who they are. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I, I guess if I had to pick my top two, uh, my top two pieces of, of advice for people who are struggling with gender or sexuality, that would probably be it.
1: Okay. You know, what's so crazy is this like, Just thinking back to when I was growing up, it was like, everything is, oh, well, you look like this. You're a boy. You know what I mean? And even my daughter, she's four, and she's like, oh, uh, boys do that. But I'm like, everybody can do that. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's so hard trying to express that to these kids because it's like everything they look at, it just instills that same I don't even know what to call it because it's wrong because I mean, we can do whatever we want to do, no matter what sex we are. Even if you're straight, you can love makeup. Yeah. And that's what I was getting ready to say. Like that's just
0: like you were saying, that's just such a human thing. Like there are grown heterosexual 35 year old men who still don't know who the fuck they are. So it's not like it's a a, a bad thing to struggle with who you are and what you want to be. Shit. I was a grown up and just, Switch my entire fucking career from, you know, doing kind of great in life to kind of like making not, not a whole lot of money, but I'm so fucking happy doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I think yeah, that's, but you're doing what you love. That's, that's for But that, I mean, but look how long it took and questioning yourself and all that. Right. So even being a straight or gay or not straight or not gay, whatever. Like that's just the fucking circle of life, and I really feel like people need to kill these the, the stereotypes like you said with, well, with their and the
1: expectations of just what we're supposed to be doing yeah like
0: that's bullshit you like know, i was you... raised by a man and my grandfather got my first car i got i bought my first car the first thing he did was fucking put it on flat to show me how to change a tire to mm-hmm. take the tire off put it in the trunk put the spare on drive it to the gas station show me how to fill it up because like you need to know you those need things. to know this shit and it's not like it's oh you're a girl i don't give a fuck if you were my granddaughter or my grandson like you're gonna fucking know these things like i cut grass from as long as i could push the lawnmower that's how long i've been cutting my own grass you know what i mean like it's never been a situation in my household where it's like oh she's a girl she can't do that she's wearing a dress no, fuck that. You're a kid. Take your ass outside and go do kid shit. Like, right. I think people <laughs> right. like parents, but I'm saying like paying like these adults, these parents, you fuck your kids up. Like, so just know that like you're fucking them up because right. you're setting limitations for them and you're not letting them just go. Let them fucking just be kids. Explore
1: and just be. Yes. Like that's just how exist. you figure out what you want to be.
0: Exactly.
1: Even if it's innate in you, just yeah. like, you know, like Callie, like if. Her parents would have made her say, "You know, this is how you're going to be, and this is what you need to be for your whole life." It would have been much more difficult, just like with Caitlyn Jenner. How old is she? What almost A 70, almost seventy years old?
0: A thousand. And coming
1: to the point where she's just now saying, "Okay, well, this is what I want to be."
0: As I knock on death's door.
1: But but you got to look at when she grew up because it's like. In those times it was this is what you are, this is how you are, and yeah. this is what boys do. Yeah. And, you know, like if you listen to her story, she's like, Well, I used to wear my mom's clothes, this, that, and I used to go through this, and I used to do that. Yeah. The same thing that little girls do. Because Michaela came out the closet last night and my whole entire outfit. I'm like, <laughs> What are you doing? What are you what are you doing? She's like, Don't I look pretty? It's <laughs> the same thing, you know? And it's like, it's I'm, I'm glad that we're getting to a place now and even though we have a long way to go just like with racism I'm glad we're getting to a place where we can accept everybody for what they are and what they're doing.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. I am too and you know I, I was on a, a podcast the other day and uh, I, I think one of the one of the best questions that the I've ever been asked was, you know, what makes you hopeful? What makes you feel good about this whole thing? Cause like, obviously there's a lot of shittiness, uh, especially in this political climate uh, towards trans people and, and queer people. Mm. And, um, and for me, it's, it's seeing the other side of that and, and, and being a person who's on the other side of that. Right. Because uh, you know, like I said, I was fortunate enough that my family was super supportive of me and uh, and, and I've joined this amazing atheist podcasting community. And, and I mean, I have people who I consider family all over the world now. Right. And so I, I know what it's like to come out and have things go right and to come out and be loved and affirmed and accepted for who I am, not, not in spite of who I am. And, and in some ways, because of who I am right. and, and I've seen it happen in my community too. Uh, where someone initially is is really struggling really hurting and they're finally able to they're, they're finally able to be honest about who they are and and arrange their relationships in the way they want to and and access hormones if that's a the thing they want and access surgery if that's a the thing they want and i mean it is like flipping a fucking light switch the quality of life wow. uh, a, a improvement that you see in people you know you, you see people go from being uh, from being morose and sad all of the time to being people who are just vital and full of life and, and and I mean that in itself is enough but then you look at what people are able to accomplish and what people are able to contribute to society with that affirmation you know and it's and it, 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 sometimes it frustrates me that it's like this shit should be complicated right because right this entire conversation is okay. How does society get the fuck out of the way and just let people do their live, thing right. and you know grow I mean? and flourish. Um, right. But, but of course, I mean, it is, it is more complicated than that because that's the society that's been constructed that we have to figure out how to deal with. Um, but, but I mean, that, that's what it really comes down to is, is so much of it is just, just get the hell out of the way and just let
0: people live. That's that a, goes that's with so every great.
1: single issue we have right now. No, seriously. Yeah
0: all across Across the board board. across the fucking board it's just
1: people trying to grow and be different and society trying to still be in like 1776 like we're not there yeah you know what i mean like this is not the declaration of independence like we're good (laughs) we're good on that we're good on the boston tea party chill out right (laughs) we're good we're doing something different now you know fuck you very much fuck you very much <laughs> yes. this man now wants to have his vagina you gonna move out the way and, and chill let, out hey. these black folks want to walk the street without getting killed it's cool <laughs> chill right you know like we're trying to get there but it's so hard because there's so many people who are so resistant to change but it's like change is good like let it let it come let it flourish i'm with it So thank you so much, Callie, for coming.
0: Seriously. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. We're so glad that you enjoyed it. (laughs) We're going to have a follow-up vagina interview with you. Yeah, we
1: need to. (gasps) Vagina monologues. Vagina monologues. The Between Us Girls.
0: I'm into
3: it.
2: I'm into it. Anytime.
1: So like when you start using your vag, we want to talk about it.
0: Seriously. (laughs) I think this is going to be epic. Sparkling blue.
1: I'm, so <laughs> I'm so. I'm really interested because you and your fiance are like, oh, we're
0: about to get married, but we're also about to get all this dick So and then virgins, at, <laughs> so, but then virgins at the same time. It's insane. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. It's, I love I'm it. so. I'm so intrigued. So too. please
1: keep in touch with us because I just want to know absolutely when you guys. Well, I don't. I mean, no offense to her, but like when you actually take a dick, I want to know what it's like.
3: Oh
2: yeah, yeah I'm totally. That. Like <laughs> the, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be writing. I'm gonna be writing scientific papers and shit.
0: Like I'm, <laughs> so, like <laughs> the trajectory of the, the <laughs> tip. <laughs> we both
1: so stupid. We're both like, uh, uh, uh. The trajectory.
0: Hold on, don't stroke it The trajectory yeah. of this tip is fucking the width awesome. of
1: the penis. <laughs> L times
0: once hard though it was,
1: it <laughs> measured
0: at a whopping,
1: <laughs> legit.
0: That is so fucking awesome. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited for your vagina. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Like, let me tell <laughs> Tell us what your vag is.
0: Right. Y'all did you quiver? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> I'm so into it. Oh, my God. We're insane. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Michelle's yes, dying. Thank,
2: <laughs> thank you all for having me. This is This is seriously a lot of fun. I really appreciate y'all having me on.
0: Okay. It was lovely. It was great to meet you. Seriously. So how did you guys like that wine? A 15. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I just don't want to explain it, but it's a 15. Danielle? Is that a buffalo on the front of it? Yes, because it's um,
1: you know, that's what it reminds me of. They took the whole Cherokee Nation.
0: I guess because it's again aged in bourbon barrels. It and says put bourbon a barrel sun,
1: aged. This reservation.
0: Oh fuck! I have hiccups. Ew, that was gross. <laughs> the I have fuck. Really
1: bad nasty so hiccups. Whatever. <laughs> Y'all gonna learn to love me. <laughs> <laughs> you all gonna love me. <laughs> Danielle,
3: what's your score? Um, I'm not really a fan of Zinfandel. This is a better Zinfandel that I've tasted. Um, I will say because to yes. me Zinfandels can be a little bit on the bitter side. Um, I and like dry. dry but I like dry wines. You do? Yeah. I like dry wines. I ain't she um, dry?
0: It it, it that makes so much sense.
3: Perhaps. Um, dry
0: <laughs> <laughs> you dry
3: bitch. You um, dry bitch. Yeah, I think I would give this one a 19. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's... It has a little bit of an aftertaste to it. It. Does. it It has a little bit of aftertaste. So it doesn't like finishes as smooth.
0: As it tastes. Exactly. So like
3: it kind of starts off smooth but then it like has a little bit of an aftertaste that I don't really care for. Um, yeah. So I give it a 19.
1: Alright. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 16 because it gave me hiccups. Just, oh shit. Anyway. Yeah. It was okay. I just
0: yeah. It sounds like you're shitting on yourself.
1: <clears throat> Every time I have the hiccups, well, if I have to poop, I'll definitely let everyone know so Thank we can you. all have a meeting in the ladies room. Oh be
0: back real soon. Uh-oh. Uh oh, 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 oh. Look she oh she flung her hair again. Yep. Jesus Christ.
1: You know that's how you know it's real. That's how I know it's real shit. I'm a hiccuping so bad. Okay, well.
0: Well. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Negro spiritual home.
1: <laughs> so now it's <laughs> done. No
0: Trouble! Trouble! Trouble. Trouble. Oh, do you don't even believe me that I have
1: that in my fucking iTunes. I'll soon. Uh, Bye. Jackson. I'm not even joking. Do you, Sharonda, do you want a movie night where we can watch Imitation of Life? <laughs> Y'all should see this. Yes.
0: It's like the best movie ever. Oh I'm God. going home <laughs> to
1: live.
0: I can't sing, though. No.
1: I'll soon. Uh, All
0: right. Look, I told you. So mm-hmm. how I got over
1: because that's what it's really called so so I Fucking will let everyone know
0: that's a damn shame
1: that, oh shit that you can go to our website <laughs> betweenusgirlspodcast.com I got hella hiccups excuse me I'm just kidding but also make sure you head over to iTunes and leave us a review and when you leave us a review try to send like an email or a DM Oh fuck. A DM. A DM that says, hey, I left your review so that we can go take that review. Fuck. Never mind. Thank you. I can't. I mean, I I can't I can't complete a statement. Fuck
0: this. Okay, never mind.
1: I can't complete a statement with my hiccups, but thank you. iTunes, leave a review, website, newsletter, holla at us.
0: Instagram, Twitter. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Between Us Girls. But don't keep it a secret. Listen and share with everyone you know. See you next week.